This week's episode made possible by our friends at Independent Bank. You can learn more about them at i-bankonline.com. Good morning, Memphis. It is time for your weekly episode of Meanwhile in Memphis. This is Christy Mullen. If you tune in every week, you hear me and my new basically permanent co-host. Who are you? I'm Anna Thompson, (gasps) otherwise known as AT. Look behind door number one. We love to see it. That means, guys, you're in trouble because this show is now completely and solely run by New Memphis' Marcom team. Double trouble. Yep, we're a dynamic duo of two. We make the magic happen around here, and we're going to do this now together, too, daily, which is great because we love working together, and we are, like, very funny. I feel like AT and I are, like, the sugar to spice. It just depends on which day you catch us to see which one we are on that particular day. Uh, So we are so, so happy to be back on another Tuesday morning. We are here to talk about a lot of fun things today, AT. I'm really, really excited. I feel like this... Today's episode is really geared to a lot of our New Memphis alumni, so if you are a New Memphis alum, please listen up. Um, You can turn that volume dial (laughs) up a little bit right now, but it is also for any Memphian who is um, passionate about our dear city, which is, I hope, everybody listening. You should be. If you have not gotten interested in our city yet by listening to this podcast, either we're not doing a good job or the problem's you. Uh, I'm (laughs) going to say it's the latter. (laughs) So, guys, today we are talking about two very different but equally important Memphis powerhouses that bring some amazing value and talent to our city. First up, we will have Patrick Byrne, who is the Director of Development with Regional One Health Foundation, and John R. Owen, Jr., who is the Client Relations Director and Principal at Southeastern Asset Management and a board member for Regional One Health Foundation. They are going to be here today to talk all things Regional One Health Foundation. Did you know there was a foundation linked to Regional One? If you didn't, this is the podcast for you. Uh, And also just learn about some events they have coming up that you can get involved in and how um, they're trying to turn the one one miler on its head which was very interesting and fascinating it's exciting it's exciting exciting to learn some more uh so at who's who's coming up next um you may have heard some rumblings in our city about the name change of the one and only shell um and so if you want the inside scoop stay tuned we will have reverend evan collins who is the community lending um, and relationship director at renaissance bank He's a senior pastor at Eastern Star Baptist Church, and the reason he's here today is because he is the, um, he's a board member at the Overton Park Shell. So he is a man of many talents, and yes. he is bringing them all to our city to make it even better than it already is. I know. I'm very thrilled to get into today's episode. I feel today's episode is a little different for us. I feel like we focus a lot on organizations and nonprofits doing big work in our city. Um, and these are as well. It's just in, through a little bit of a different scope and lens. So we hope you guys are as intrigued as we are. And we are about to fire away the questions as soon as they get here. Let's go. All right, guys, we have Patrick and John in the studio. Uh, how are you guys doing? Good. We're Thanks doing for having us. Thank yeah, you. good. It's a wonderful day in the 901. So before we get started, we have a lot to talk to you guys about, about the Regional One Health Foundation. Some I heard a little birdie say that there's some really cool events coming up around the corner. But before we do that, we want the listeners to know who they're hearing from. So if each of you, guys, there's two in the studio. Obviously, you have not deduced that so far. Uh, give an introduction of yourself to the listening audience and just a little bit more about you outside of, you know, what you do. All right. Well, I'm Patrick Byrne, uh, Director of Development for Regional One Health Foundation. Um, I have been in Memphis, it's hard to believe now, 20 years. I'm not a native Memphian. Uh, I am a Memphian now. Uh, Originally from a little town called Bruton, Alabama, right on the Alabama-Florida line. Uh, I came to Memphis in 2002 uh, on a football scholarship. Uh, played football at the University of Memphis. Go Tigers. Uh, Go Tigers. (laughs) Uh, We we almost did it uh, the other night against Gonzaga. I was was proud of the effort, though. Yes, Um, it was a good effort. Very good effort. Um, But we're... Uh, you know, never. You know, I came to Memphis, knew there were a lot of opportunities. Uh, didn't really, didn't think I'd stick around this long, but I have. I have, and uh, met my wife here, and now have four beautiful daughters. And so, just really, you know, when I'm not uh, raising funds and awareness for Regional One Health, I'm I'm with them, and uh, they're eight, six, three, and one. So, hey, your time is busy. Yeah, and yeah. there's for. not a lot of time for <laughs> much else. But uh, you know, I think you know, I love this time of year just because of being able to get outside with them and yeah. do different things. So we were outside, um, we've been outside a bunch lately with the way the weather's been. So yeah. we're, we're really enjoying that, but that's really 
you know, how my most of my days are. It's kind of just with them and, and then at work, so. Awesome. Well, we're happy to have you as a Memphian now. Yeah. I know, a chosen Memphian, <laughs> yes. like Christy. Yes, a Memphian by choice. How about you, sir? Sure. Uh, I have a similar, uh, I guess, uh, origination story as Patrick. Uh, <laughs> moved to uh, Memphis in 2010, so I've been here for 12 years or so. Moved here for the opportunity, uh, a job here uh, in town with Southeastern Asset Management. I'm a principal there and um, wow. director of client service and development. So uh, we, uh, you know, similar to Patrick, I have two children, uh, seven. She's about to turn eight. I have my <laughs> daughter, my oldest daughter, and uh, John Wilson, four. And we got outside as much as we could this weekend. We'd also find ourselves inside at the Monster Jam at the FedEx oh, Forum. Oh, I'm, little, I'm a little jealous of that one. I have no kids. I'm just like, just let me go. That's right. <laughs> like, that's that's right. That, was, yeah. that was quite interesting. I'd never been to one of those before. But uh, the, the, the hype man there picked my daughter to get up on screen and answer <laughs> a question, or I would have gotten a pie in my face. So she luckily answered the question with a lot of crowd help to get it right so I didn't have <laughs> oh. to endure that but that was that was a big moment for her so anyhow that's uh, that's what we did this weekend but yeah happy to be here with you guys yeah today. yeah it's great to have you both here you both are Memphians by choice which I love because I also have been here a little over a decade now yeah um so Anna Thompson is a Memphian by birth I so, am I am you a, know all yes. hail the queen over I here know. Um, 30 32 years and counting but it's great to have you guys here and great to have you doing such wonderful work at your respective places of business so let's just kind of dive in I feel like everyone in Memphis has heard the words regional one right we all know what that is for the most part but I'm certain everyone you know knowing about that doesn't necessarily know that there is a foundation linked to it. So what I would like to kind of start with is, you know, what is the Regional One Health Foundation and how does it serve under the umbrella that is Regional One Health? Yeah. Well, the foundation has been around actually uh, since the mid-1980s. Okay. Um, so the Regional One has had a foundation for quite a while. And I'll share the story of how it got started because uh, it is, it's kind of an interesting one. So, um, you know, back in the early 80s, the, the trauma center was named after Elvis, Elvis Presley Memorial Trauma Center. I did center. not so, know that. Yeah. So okay. it's the only standalone building in the world that has Elvis's name on it outside of Graceland. Wow. Yeah. So that's, that's one Big unique. Big snaps. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. for, for the king. If, yeah. if I'm the queen, you know. Yeah. If, if you didn't learn anything today, there you go. There's yeah. your, your nugget. We're going to uh, insert the more you know sound right yeah, here. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, so when that did happen, there were a lot of Elvis fans, as you imagine, all over the country, all over the world, uh, that took note of that and started sending contributions to the hospital. Okay. Um, did not have a foundation at the time. So in order to properly channel those dollars to the hospital to support trauma or where, you know, any other areas, the, the foundation was created. So okay. uh, thanks to Elvis fans all over the world, <laughs> you know, Regional One Health Foundation was started. And, and since then, uh, we've grown by leaps and bounds, but we still receive a lot of support from Elvis fans. We, we have an event each August during Elvis week where Elvis fans from all over the world, China, Germany, Brazil, Japan, come back to Memphis, obviously, and then they come to our hospital and we do an event and wow. uh, tour the trauma center and they get to see their little plaque where yeah. they made a donation. Uh, so that's just one you know unique aspect of you know, how we started and, and, and part of what we continue to receive today that uh, you know I think is interesting to share. Uh, but like I said, we've we've grown a lot since then, and we've got a lot of support in the community, a lot of individual donors, a lot of corporate and foundation support, okay. uh, employees even too support the organization at a high level. So that's one, you know, aspect that we like to share is just how you know we 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 we're, we've got a lot of room for growth. Right. Uh, we've got a, we've got a, a lot of untapped uh, areas that we need to be working in, and I think this race, the one mile race that we're doing, is hopefully one of those you know, events that's going to help us be able to bring some new people in and get them aware of the hospital and, and be a part of what we're doing in terms of support. So yeah. we're looking forward to the event on April 2nd. Awesome. So you mentioned how it got started, but can you tell me a little bit more about who benefits from the foundation? What does it, who is it for? Yeah. How does it work like that? <laughs> we, we're, we exist solely to support Regional One Health. Okay. So we don't uh, provide any outside support. Uh, and that's good. That's a good thing. I don't yeah. Know, it sound I was about to say, yeah. I mean, I feel like you got a lot on your hands just yeah. supporting <laughs> regional one health. Yeah. So we, we've got, you know, multiple service lines, obviously our centers of excellence with trauma, burn, high risk obstetrics, um, our NICU, uh, which is yeah. actually one of the oldest in the country. People don't know that, but uh, yeah, the regional ones, NICU is, uh, started in the late 1960s. is one of the, the first in the whole country. Yeah. And it, it, I mean, you know, with all the hospital yeah. downtown that delivers babies, I've had two of mine were born at Regional One Health. Just 
exceptional experiences. Um, but yeah, we have, uh, you know, we're, we're adding oncology to our service line. So we're, wow. we're, you know, continuing to grow. We have so many different um, service lines that these dollars that we raise go to support. And it really, I mean, first and foremost, it goes to support the patients, you know, patient care to provide them with the best chance to, you know, get back on their feet, get back to a uh, a good quality of life after coming to our doors yeah. and um, you know it also helps with you know various needs equipment and technology uh, just staff support yeah. um, so as you can imagine in a large healthcare system like ours there there are needs all over the place and so you know every dollar that we raise is going to something pretty quickly uh, I think last year we we raised you know two and a half million but we we gave three and a half to the hospital and that's yeah. been consistent for the last couple of years where we're actually giving back more than we actually have raised so that's why you know really the foundation staff has been charged with you know continuing to move things forward and grow because the needs are, have grown yeah. um, more and more over the years especially as you can imagine through the, the COVID-19 yeah. pandemic so, absolutely no pressure yeah. you your role spoke to those needs and so that brings me into my next question is we're we have a listening audience right now of Memphians why is the foundation and the work you guys are doing something they should inherently care about and why should they want to maybe investigate donating to you guys I would say that you know we serve all Memphians first and foremost in fact we serve people uh, from from multiple states our, you know, our footprint is very large uh, being we're the only level one trauma center within about the, 150 mile yeah. radius same thing with our burn center so we serve a very large area and people uh, from all over are come to us you know in their in their toughest moments um, and so you know we're um, and we're the only one, you know, mm-hmm. without the services we provide, especially in trauma and burn, a lot of people would have to be going elsewhere, you know, whether it be Nashville or, or some Correct. other city, yeah. which would take longer. And then, you know, the, the longer urgency, it takes. Yeah, yeah, the urgency of their needs just wouldn't be met. Right. And so, you know, it's every every minute is critical whenever life is on the line and having these services right here in Memphis. I mean, so many people we've we've gotten to know over the years are like i'm just thankful that we had a trauma center right down the road and i didn't have to get flown to nashville because that was the difference between me living or dying right and um so i would say just from that aspect but also because we do so much uh for the community in terms of of care for all types of people especially you know folks with maybe that that don't have aren't as well off Mm -hmm. and don't have the means i mean we see a higher percentage of uninsured patients than any other hospital in memphis and so there that means there's a lot of people coming to us because they have nowhere else to go and we provide them with that you know high level of care and um just to know that that's we're here to do that work as well and um take care of those individuals and and we've got some really neat programs especially our one health program that's really working with those individuals to uh, not just address their immediate needs but their long-term needs and really get them to a place where they can sustain good health Mm -hmm. so they're not coming back to the hospital repeatedly um, and, and that's just exciting to be a part of. And that's something the foundation has helped a lot with is just getting that program up and running and, you know, the impact that it's had on so many lives and it's going to continue to grow over the years uh, is, is something we're very proud of. That's very cool because I think even if you yourself listening have not been impacted and needed the services of Regional One, I assume I, I would it's very safe to assume all of us know someone who has needed it and so I feel like making a gift to the regional one foundation is basically like giving a gift to Memphis and allowing us to keep those critical care services here right absolutely well yeah. in addition to like like you said even if you don't know if you yourself haven't been mm-hmm. impacted like you never know when you will exactly. need that I mean that's the kind of key here is like wouldn't you like to know that that high level of care is still available because you helped keep those wheels turning like so that when you do need god forbid trauma support or burn support that that's all right here and without contributions from memphians like the average memphian that could not be the case and you want to make sure that we like to say that you give with your heart here in memphis and if you care about something and you want to see it around that you continue to give especially like you said during the the pandemic a lot of places and a lot of foundations, a lot of nonprofits, you know, took a hit and it's understandable, but we want to make sure that the things that people love and celebrate about our city are around for a lot longer. And the only way to continue to make sure of that is donations. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's a really good point, by the way, when uh, you made the point that we've, we've chosen to stay in mm-hmm. Memphis. My wife and I, 
one of the things we love about Memphis is the philanthropic nature of this city. Same. You know, we are, I think we're kind of the number one city for philanthropy yeah. in the country. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure exactly how that's measured, but I'm very proud of that, yes. no matter how it's measured. <laughs> we know we're number one. Right. <laughs> that's what we know. And I think, and I'll add a little bit, I'll tack on a little bit to what Patrick was saying in terms of, you know, the hospital definitely takes care of anything that's critical for sure. But he mentioned that that entire spectrum all the way to the One Health program where there are folks that are much less fortunate to everybody around this table that need mm-hmm. whatever it is that day. It could be it could be food. It could be a place to stay the night. It could be what whatever. Uh, those folks, you know, tend to, you know, visit the, you know, the, the ER and we take care of those folks as well. And our One Health program that Patrick mentioned serves those folks. So it's the entire spectrum. It's the entire range. And so we're very proud of that. And I'm very proud to be a part of that as a you know, on the board with, with yeah, with that was an amazing segue. You just like led <laughs> right into. So we talked about giving back, right? We talked about giving back financially, but Regional yeah. One has ways to give back other than that. Um, so I heard, like we teased a little bit at the beginning, there are some special events coming up. Talk to me a little bit about that and how the public can get involved. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll talk about two that we're doing after the one mile race. And I'll let John talk about the. Yeah. So, it's uh, coming up. <laughs> yeah, so Saturday, April 7th, we have our one night gala. It's our 10th anniversary one night gala. Um, if you've not been to the gala, it's, it's, I've been to a lot of events. There's nothing <laughs> like the gala. It's on a different level. I mean, the level of entertainment, just the, the crowd, the setup, the experiences is just something you have to go to, to see and be a part of. But we're really excited to finally be able to bring that event back. You know, we had something we had to postpone through the yeah. pandemic. Yeah. So we, 2020, we were all geared up to do our 10th anniversary, and then we had to, you know, know. cut the cord. And so we've, um, but we've all the plans that we had in place then are, are now active. Mm-hmm. All the entertainment um, and, and everything. That's some good pre-planning. I know. Yeah, well, <laughs> this one's been a lot easier to plan from a that good, standpoint. A good runway. <laughs> but we have uh, Sister Sledge, Four Tops, um, Hey-o. Yeah, we've got uh, Lenny Williams. I mean, we've got like a, a great lineup. A of big inter- deal, yeah. yeah. It's 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 Pointer Sisters. I mean, we, we've got some outstanding acts coming in to perform, and, and we're really excited. We're, we're right on the cusp of selling this event out, and so wow. we're we're really looking forward to having everybody back together for you know what will be a fantastic night on, on Saturday, May seventh, and then on Monday. May 23rd, we're doing our annual golf tournament at TPC Southwind. So, and that one, we do have plenty of space okay. uh, left for anyone that's interested in golfing, coming out and supporting Regional One Health and being a part of that event. Um, feel free to check us out. It's on our website, regionalonehealthfoundation.org, and you can you can see the link there and, and go and register. It's very easy to find, I promise. Yes, it is very <laughs> easy to find. And then, but before all that, on Saturday, April 2nd, we've got our, our newest event, the Regional One Health One Mile Run Walk. Uh, we're really, really excited about it. Just a couple days, yeah. 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 Four days away. We've been working hard, you know, spreading the word. This is going to be a pretty, pretty awesome event, I'm, I, in my opinion. Um, since moving to Memphis, I have been just very uh, involved in the endurance sports. But this is a little less than it. It's only a mile, so it's not as endurance as you think. Hey-o. I mean, for some of us, that is endurance. That's yeah. right. That's right. This is, this this is, is a judgment-free zone, <laughs> yeah. quite frankly. This no is matter more, your level of This endurance. is more anaerobic than aerobic. <laughs> but that being said, Memphis has um, long had one-mile races at a track, but they've mm-hmm. never had a one-mile road race. You've had to go to mm. Knoxville or, or somewhere else in the state to log an official one mile time. So, you know, Patrick and I was trying, we're trying to come up with a way to sort of bring that. And then it sort of dovetailed nicely with regional one health. I know. I, I love all the puns as, as a marketing person. Absolutely. Like we're, I really, I really appreciate we're very punny on this side. Yeah. Of That's right. The thoughtfulness That's right. in the naming. But we're very excited about it. It's um, just a few days away, you know, uh, on April 2nd. And we, uh, the way that we are setting this race up is we're going to actually, it's accessible to everyone. So first of all, the distance, Second of all, it's going to be accessible to families because we're going mm-hmm. to do the competitive in, uh, the the race itself in waves. So we'll have three competitive waves, oh, and you'll nice. seed yourself in the waves in terms of when you think you're going to finish the mile, and then a family wave at the end. So most folks will run a competitive wave and then switch off with their their you know husband, spouse, what ha- what have you, yeah. guardian, to run the other competitive wave, and then everybody do the second mile as a cool down at the end, and then oh, we're going to have some fun. nice awards and prizes, but. Our goal is to crown the fastest one-milers in Memphis, and it'll be fastest male, female, um, and then it'll be master and then grandmaster level. Okay. And then we're going to do four-person teams, too, male, female, and then a co-ed team. 
So we're very excited about that. Okay. Um, and then we're going to have age groups. And so the way that we've staged age groups is it's pretty thoughtful, I thought, in terms of decades. So you'll be the fastest 20-year-old, 30-year-old, 40-year-old <laughs> in like Memphis. I like that. I like it. And, our, you know, kind of our vision and what, what, our, what our team and Patrick and I were hopefully vision, you know, 15, 10, 15, 20 years from now, mm-hmm. if you want to be known as the fastest one mile in Memphis, this is the race that you do. <laughs> I like it. Bragging rights. And not just bragging rights based on this shiny piece of of jewelry that I see over here. This accolade will definitely post a picture so y'all can see this beautiful belt. Championship you get to hold. That was Patrick's idea. We are, we're paying homage to uh, Memphis wrestling uh, heritage. with another king. Jerry Lawler. I was going to say Jerry Lee Lewis, which also, you know, you know, all the Jerry's. They're all all kings. Yes. Yes. That's right. I think that's really cool. I had no idea that there wasn't a, like, in Memphis, I didn't realize there wasn't a one miler like that. Mm-hmm. So what made you guys think this up? How did you start thinking about that? I kind of want to know a little bit about the development of that plan. Yeah, I, w- I would say it's, it, you know, it's great to have, we have a fantastic board, foundation board. We've got love it. Out- love to see it. Yeah, Snaps we, for the got, board. We've got some people that are very engaged in what we're doing on all fronts. And, you know, I'm, we had a meet, we had a board, a committee meeting a couple of months ago. And I mentioned, like, we, you know, we really need to find a, an event that is, you know, accessible for the community. Mm-hmm. That is a community event that families can participate in. You know, we just need to figure out what that looks like. And because, you know, we have a gala and a golf tournament. Right. That, that's certainly a certain type of crowd and that mm-hmm. we need to yeah. be, you know, communicating with and engaging with. But we didn't have something that was more of a mass audience family event. And so when I mentioned that, John said, I want to talk. Like, you know, <laughs> right. He's talk. like, you catch me yeah, later. Right. And so I was like, all right. I mean, maybe there's let's let's see where this goes. And yeah. I mean, within two minutes of that conversation, I was like, we've got something, you know, because most of the time when you sit down and you have an idea, all of a sudden you start getting flooded with all the reasons why you can't. Yeah. You know, all, all these roadblocks. Well, this was one of those where, you know, we started. He, he put it out there and was like, well, what about a race? And and you know, what if we did a one mile? There's no one mile in Memphis. I mean, it just seemed like all the these doors were adding just kept up. Opening. Yeah, yeah. It, it was more like, oh, this is this would work. This would work. And then there weren't really any reasons why we couldn't do this. And we didn't. We really didn't get this signed off on until mid December. So we were like, well, this is gonna be a quick turnaround. And that, that's a credit to to John and our staff, yeah. just like having the the belief that hey, we can get this done. And it ha- it really helps having somebody that's as bought in as John has been, and just from the start till now and you know, with his experience in the the running community and knowing all the people, I mean, we've been able to put this together quickly and just get a lot of support. You know, sponsors are what make this yes. you know successful, yes. and and we knew it was going to be a heavy lift and it was going to happen quickly. But we've been really fortunate to get some some big time support, um, and and that you know it's going to be a, a, a success, and we're really looking forward to it. Yeah, one of the things we did that was pretty unique with respect to sort of coming up with the concept is uh, there's a, a race series that is basically runs through the winter and it's called the 901 series. I don't know if you, I see yes. some noddings yes. around the table. Yes. So what we ended up doing is most of the time when you do a race, you get your overall time. Okay, mm-hmm. great. But what we ended up doing was have the regional one, one mile segment within those races. So as the distances increased, you still got your one mile time. So when you run our race in four days, you're going to be able to compare those one mile times to your one mile personal best at our race. Wow. So we're, we, we're, we're thinking that will get folks out there and sort Absolutely. of set a, set a benchmark for themselves to try to uh, go for each year. And um, like we're it. excited about that, that, that piece. I love something that you mentioned was talking about um, having really engaged board members. And so that's something that we are big on here at New Memphis and about like board placement and trying to find really um, activated and engaged Memphians who are wanting to plug in and use their time and talents in that way. And this is one example of how that really just snowballed into this amazing event that you had experience in the running and the racing community and that it helped make this possible. And that's something that makes me smile because more often than not sometimes board service in the air quotes I'm using it doesn't sound all that exciting and this is an example of when you can like the serendipitousness of like how all of this can work together and how your talents can be utilized to better our community and that makes me really excited and then to know that you knew that there wasn't an opportunity like this and now that you say that I feel like every time I hear about a race it's about like a 5k and like a family fun run like just you know okay well the the one mile is just for the kids really and so i really do like the accessibility of all of this that's a good point yeah and i'll say on the on the on the board side y'all all all of our events have really been 
board member driven. Even the gala 10 years ago, those were, those were board members mm-hmm. that kind of came to us and said, hey, we have this idea and can we do that? And it was a similar situation where it was like, I think they had six weeks to put it together and they did. Oh, wow. And, and so since then it's become you know, one of the biggest events in Memphis. And so like John said, that's what our hope here with the one mile is that, you know, 10 years from now we look back and like, man, this is, this is a big event. And if you want to be the fastest one mile, yeah. one miler in Memphis, this is the event you participate right. in. I think it definitely can be. I can foresee that on the horizon. We're going to speak it, manifest it, speak yes, into existence. Right. I know. <laughs> so I, what I loved about both of you, I mean, I worked in nonprofit my whole decade long career. Um, and so I know how important a board is to those services and just giving back to your community, um, especially on the development and marketing side. We, uh, we know that well. So you both obviously really understand, we've heard from you today, and you really understand the importance of the giving back to your community. So I just want to kind of level set for the listeners. Why is it so important for each of you to give back in the ways that you do? Well, for me, um, you know, I, I, I think about, you know, I'm not from here originally, mm-hmm. but I've been in Memphis um, 20 years, like I said, and you know, this community has been incredibly generous to me. Um, you know, they, they welcomed me with open arms when I got here. I mean, everybody that I've met over the last 20 years has just embraced me and helped me along the way and helped me, you know, kind of con- continue to grow and develop. And, and for me, now having a family um, and, and seeing my girls grow up, it's just about, you know, making Memphis that much better. And, and even if I may play a really small role in that, just to, to do my part to make sure that the Memphis that they grow up into is better than the, the one that we have today. And just, and I think being at Regional One allows me to do that every single day, which is extremely rewarding and fulfilling because of the role that we play in the community. Um, being able to go out and have these conversations uh, with donors and, and supporters and board members to say, you know, how can we, you know, move the bar in terms of how healthcare is provi- provided, how can we continue to do things differently, challenge the status quo, and, and, and make it where people look at, um, you know, Region 1 Health, but also Memphis as a whole, you know, that much more, mm-hmm. um, you know, that much more complete and that much better because of the work that we're doing. Uh, again, playing a small part, but, you know, trying to do our part to make sure that, you know, Memphis is, is, is just a little bit better every single day. Love that answer. I yeah, I, I'm not sure I can add much. I know that, he's that like, how do I follow that up? Yeah, that, that's a hard one to follow. I would say that um, Memphis, in general, as we talked about in terms of being a philanthropic community, I think it's just it's just contagious. Mm-hmm. And I had the opportunity, you know, to 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 join the foundation board, and just the energy level and the um, just the enthusiasm folks had about what we were doing. Mm-hmm. I took the tour of the hospital, and you can't help but want to get involved when you take the tour of the hospital. So yeah. I would encourage people to do that. Um, now that COVID seems to be yeah, <laughs> kind of moving the towards the latter yeah, stages. Hopefully. Yeah, take, take, it, take some time to, to come down and see us and you can see what, you know, kind of what your contributions are helping. And just, and it's, some of it's just really small things, just little, you know, things that, you know, uh, around, maybe that Patrick mentioned, mentioned the NICU, just buying a couple of extra carts for the NICU. We just approved some new lighting for the NICU. So when, you know, um, a family has their, their child there, the lighting is just like, you know, yeah. like you want it. Uh, all that's really, really important. So it's just contagious. It's just an energy and you just get that momentum and then that snowball starts rolling and, you kind of just go with it. Yeah. And one thing I will add to John about coming down and seeing us, I mean, Absolutely. the great thing about this race is that it's being held oh, yeah. at Regional One Health oh, right there cool. in the medical yeah. center. So mm-hmm. our start and finish line is right outside of the doors of the, the, the route where our, our, our labor and delivery and NICU is located. So you know, you'll be there. And I think that's one uh, thing about this that we're excited about as well is people coming down and maybe not being you know, totally familiar mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. where we are and who we are and, and how things are set up. But I think being at this race maybe help you f- kind of see how the lay of the land, the lay of the land yeah, and grow, grow kinda... that much more comfortable with, with Regional One Health. Because, you know, I'll, I'll be admit a lot of people from out east don't come down here a right. whole lot. So oh, I think yeah. coming down here and just being like, man, this is this is nice. And it's good to see, you know, what's not only happening at Regional One Health, but in the medical district. Oh, for sure. And, and seeing, you know, all the, the changes, the positive changes that have occurred. Yeah, they get to explore an asset of yeah. the city that you may not get to explore, even if you live down here. I mean, I don't think I've ever gone on a tour of Regional One, quite frankly, I don't know that now that I, I, I think about it. Yeah. Um, so it's really, you bringing up the lighting was really interesting to me because I think in the big scope of donations and things, people forget that it takes money to run the smallest thing to the largest thing. And so I think that was a great point because like even something that small makes such a big difference to people's lives um so we like to end this podcast the same way each time and so you guys kind of touched on it just then and so i think it's the perfect time to ask it now 
and you're both Memphians by choice, as we've established. What does being a Memphian mean to you? Yeah, I will say we, we, we had this slogan at the hospital um, like three or four years ago. And, uh, and I think this, this applies to Memphis. We do the tough stuff. Ooh, that was like the that. original One Health. We had that tagline for a little while. And, and you know, it kind of ties in with the, the grit and yeah. grind. Like, I, I feel like as a community, like we're, we don't back down from challenges. You know, we take on the, the heavy loads. And, I mean, I think we certainly have um, opportunity to take on more and as a community mm-hmm. to, for that to spread into different pockets and, and mm-hmm. us to really figure out how can we do more to make Memphis better. But I, I like the mentality of Memphis is like we're kind of tough, we're gritty, um, and, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll take on any challenge um, no matter how difficult it may seem to others. Like we're definitely not soft. Yeah, you know? we're not but afraid I, to get dirty. Like that mental toughness <laughs> yeah. that you know, hey, yeah. we'll, we'll we'll get this done somehow, some way, is something that you know I love about this city and the and the people that live here, and something that you know really is is a part of who I am. Great answer. You ready to follow that one? I know, right? <laughs> no pressure. Wow. Well, I, I'll t- a small story. Uh, when my wife and I moved here, uh, we uh, uh, you know pregnant with our first child, and my wife uh, we had the baby and. Okay. Within a week after bringing the baby home, she broke her foot. Oh, no. Terribly. Terribly. Oh, no. We had food on our porch for 12 weeks straight through wow. that entire episode. And so to me, Memphis is about making time to help one another. We Ooh. always make time to help one another. So, I love it. Yeah. And just that quality, like you said, like when you talked about the lighting, too. It just, mm-hmm. it may, like, when you're already having a tough time, mm-hmm. like little things make the biggest difference. And it makes you feel like you're more at home in a in a way that you can't really explain unless you've been, you know, going through a traumatic event. But like when you have to visit a hospital day after day after day or, you know, whatever to go see a baby or whatever it is, like little things like lighting, little things like the nursing staff, like little extras make the biggest difference and just make you feel that much more comforted and cared for. And like you said, just like the food showing up and how Memphians are there. Like that's what regional one is doing for our community. Mm -hmm. We're showing up through the tough stuff and we're also making it more palatable and comfortable along the way. So I love it. I feel like we could talk to y'all for a whole lot longer (laughs) because we didn't even get to touch on the Elvis Presley license plates, which I really wanted to talk about. (laughs) So you you can can have us back. We'll we'll have to talk about Elvis Presley (laughs) basically, Yeah, guys, small moments make big change possible. That is what Regional One and the foundation is doing every day. Check out their race. You have a couple more days to register at this point um, and do something fun for the weekend. Why not? Um, Helps raise some money for a good cause. So thank you, gentlemen, for being here with us today. Thanks for having us. Hopefully we'll see you again soon and get an update. Absolutely. Thank you all very much. Bye. Bye. All right, guys. Welcome, Reverend Evan Collins. Hello. Hello, hello. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. How are you? Great. I'm very ecstatic to have you here because you are... A man, the myth, the legend with all of these titles <laughs> yeah. that like I got put in front of me this many morning. Many hats. You wear many hats. Like, well, I'm, I'm excited to be here. I'm thankful great. for the opportunity to come and share and have some conversation. As A.T. said, you wear many hats. And as we have heard through the grapevine, you do them all rather flawlessly in a very great and big way. So I, kudos. I don't know about flawless. I try. I try. I try. <laughs> You're like, yes. I do my best. Um, but before we dive in. Mm-hmm. We know you're here. We're going to talk about the Levitt Shell. You're a board member and get a lot of updates there. But before we do that, I just kind of teased a little bit about all the things you're involved in. We would love if you would just take a beat and introduce yourself to the listening audience and give them a little more info about who you are. Okay, uh, certainly. Um, Evan Collins, lifelong Memphian, uh, born <laughs> and raised. My parents, are uh, they instilled Memphis in me very deeply. They're both natives, not just of Memphis, but they would uh, be upset if I did not say specifically South Memphis. Oh, yes, yes, uh, yes. So, so certainly um, just born and raised, love everything about Memphis. I left to go to school at UT Martin, but came back home with every intention of remaining here. Uh, my wife and my children are here with me, of course. Uh, my wife is a Memphian as well, Lincoln. Uh, shout out to Lincoln. <laughs> uh, and she actually is from South Memphis as well. Okay. So you can see how my, my mother oh, yes. and father... Um, they brought me up the right yeah. way. Yeah, <laughs> instilled those roots in you real yeah, deep. <laughs> definitely. So I'm, I'm, I'm the pastor of uh, Eastern Star Baptist Church here in Memphis. Um, I always lead with that because that's my first, that's mm-hmm. my calling. So uh, that's really d- deeply who I am. Right. Uh, my father, pastor here in the city, grandfather, pastor here in the city, I have an uncle, pastor, oh, here, wow. pastor here in the city. So, so through and through. I'm also the community 
lending and relationship director for uh, Renaissance Bank. Mm-hmm. Um, love that work. Always definitely love being in the community and tying uh, financial resources, which is a passion of mine, financial literacy to the community. And I am the uh, president of the board of directors for the Overton Park Shell. Mm-hmm. So um, that's, a, I guess, a brief background on who I am, what I do. I, hey, I'm here for it. Like I said, <laughs> I you do a lot. And so you just dropped a little little name there, Overton Park Shell. Oh, yeah. I know there's been a big change, guys. This is a big reason we brought Mr. Collins on today is to talk about that. So um, we would love if you would kind of talk a little bit about the name change. Mm-hmm. Uh, just we have tons of questions for the show. We have a ton of things to cover. Sure. But since you went ahead and said that, I know some people may have been hiding under a rock. They may not have heard that <laughs> I know, they really would have had to have been hiding under yeah. a rock lately because y'all had a good, a good marketing they campaign. They had a great marketing <laughs> campaign, but you would be surprised at the people I know. sometimes don't know. So I would love to like level set for them. Certainly. Talk about it. So so at the forefront, definitely kudos to uh, Natalie Wilson and the Yay, team yes. for uh, the, the campaign. Um, but open to Park Shell, unless you've been hiding yep. under <laughs> a rock for uh, for the past 86 years yes. <laughs> uh, in Memphis, then you may not know. But uh, we are certainly a nonprofit, a uh, performing arts venue. Uh, in 1936, the, um, the country actually set some uh, amphitheaters outdoors and they put these band shells up across the country. Uh, Memphis received one of these band shells, and it was to include increase performing arts and kind of during to to reboot, if you will, or mm-hmm. encourage more um, Americans to get out and have more faith not only in America but also in the cities in which they were in. So it's an effort to do that and revitalize the arts and pr- create free spaces where. Um, c- cities and um, their their uh, citizens can come and enjoy the arts and music. They created these venues mm-hmm. um, in Memphis, and I, instead of going all the way back and coming all the way up to where we are, they this this uh, amphitheater, if you will, this bandshell, transitioned um, to being a place where it was a meeting space, commonality, for everyone to come and uh, enjoy music, free music. So during the course of years, ups and downs from 1936. Uh, the shell went through a number of, of different processes, as you can imagine, with the changes in Memphis. Mm-hmm. Um, they considered even making the shell a, a parking lot. Mm, they considered yes. bringing the uh, a highway what a through. What tragedy oh, that would have goodness. been! Oh yeah, because oh, they were going to split and yeah. bring it right through. You can hear a little bit more too about this um, if you scroll back on through our WYXR oh. Meanwhile in Memphis archives. We had Natalie Wilson on in January of 2021, yes, yes, and yes, she talked yes. a little bit in in depth about some of that yeah so so our, our citizens I, i'll kind of sum it up because i know natalie gave great detail no no you're so fine our, our citizens in memphis came together some very concerned and engaged mm-hmm. citizens came together to save the shell um and did a, a great work by just being able to bring in a uh, national um foundation which was the levitt foundation yep. uh, from california to bring in and really save the shell to revitalize it um they supported us for 17 years prior to that, we were the Overton Park Shell. Mm-hmm. But when they came to save the shell, then we renamed it the Levitt Shell. Um, and they kind of they just blessed us for uh, 17 years, yeah. 14 years as a, perform- as a performing arts and uh, music venue. And um, of course, even when it was Overton Park Shell, our mission was to bring um, communities together through music and education and build one common ground. Uh, which we, I know Natalie probably said this, we consider the shell to be Memphis's backyard. Mm-hmm. Um, so That's my favorite part yeah, of y'all's stuff. Yeah. It really <laughs> is. I mean, it truly, like, it really is Memphis's backyard, and there's yeah. it's such a wonderful energy to go to any show there, any kind of, we had TEDx conference yes, there last fall, and, I mean, any, any event that is at the Overton Bark Shell is really one of a kind due to the venue itself. Certainly, certainly. So um, after... The Levy Foundation came and supported us for um, 17 years, 14 years with the music um, and free, free concerts. We then had this whole concept because the shell was always created to be supported by mm-hmm. Memphis, and it always truly has been supported so deeply by Memphis. Uh, Memphis has ownership. It is the it's Memphis. It's, it's so Memphis. Yeah. So we want to return to our historic name, which is the Overton Park Shell, um, and we did because we believed and still do that Memphis truly supports what is our own. And um, although the Levitt Foundation did an excellent job of getting us back to the point where we can be sustainable, yes. we now know that Memphis can sustain itself, and we and we mm-hmm. have been. Mm-hmm. So we want to return back to our historic name um, and still complete the mission because our mission 
is I speaking to the choir here, so to speak, <laughs> at New Memphis, because you all know that that I here we believe in making sure that we can curate spaces for Absolutely. Memphians to truly be uh, all that we know Memphis is and be as beautiful as Memphis can yeah. be. So, so in an effort to retain our history and move us forward into the new era, it was just time um, to represent ourselves as the Overton Park shell. So I'm excited about it. I'm yeah. so excited about it. And you yeah. just said something that even made me get a little goose pumpy over here was that kind of Memphis supports Memphis. Yes. And you are a spitting, like, preaching word of that. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> um, because you do. You have been a lifelong Memphian. You know, you, like, went to school. Are you yeah. made your start here in Memphis, though. You have made yeah. your family here in Memphis. And you support the Shell by being their president of the board. How? What led you there to get involved with them? So I, I've always admired the Shell, been to uh, many events there, and had come uh, and just enjoyed it, you know. And, and, and honestly, from the onset, I, I, ne- I knew it was a nonprofit. Mm-hmm. I didn't know a lot about the background work. I just yeah. enjoyed the inner workings. Yeah, of it. Yeah. yeah, just enjoy coming to the shell. And um, a well, lifelong friend of uh, my family, um, Belinda Anderson, she was on the board of the shell. So uh, when they were looking at um, adding new board members, she came to me and asked me, "Hey, you know, yeah. would you consider it, or h- how do you feel about it's it?" That connection. Had a conversation yeah. with her, and I was like. Of course, you know, <laughs> yeah. not knowing in you know, great t- detail what all it would entail. Um, however, yeah. I did have a conversation with uh, Natalie after that. And um, Natalie, we had a very open and honest, and y- y'all know how Natalie yeah. is. Oh, yes. Great conversation. And um, she's so passionate about the mm-hmm. shell and about Memphis. And it just, it was everything just aligned. Yeah. Um, I got on board and, and got to working as best I could. And I've, I mean, I've really been enjoying this so much because it, it's, I mean, of course, I'm, I'm Memphis, Memphis, Memphis. Yes. <laughs> it just, I just love it because it really embodies um, who Memphis has been, who right. we are, and who we're trying to be. That's, yeah, it's hard yeah. to not be passionate when you're talking to people that work at the Shell because of <laughs> how pro-Memphis the Shell is. Yes. And like you were talking about, and my favorite thing, like you said, as the mission is to bring people together like on a common ground. And mm-hmm. that's the thing that I love most about our city is that all of our differences, like all the different threads can come together in such a beautiful tapestry. And Definitely. I feel like the place for that is the shell. Like that is where that is woven together because you organically get to mix and mingle yeah. with people of all different walks. And, and you're all supporting Definitely. Memphis. And, and, and what one effort that we're, that we're making now um, a focus, and I, I can say this with, with, you know, I can say this with because it's true. It's not just where we are um, in regards to what's been going on, but but making a place for equity and inclusion mm-hmm. has been something that we've been doing for a long time. I mean, even from the board level on, you know, yeah. through the programming, we've been been as intentional as we can about making everyone feel welcome, everyone feel represented, and that starts with making sure that we or keeping myself in check, you know, mm-hmm. just, from a, just to be honest. And we have been doing a great job of that. We can always do better. Um, but Memphis There's now, always room to grow. Yeah. Kind yeah. Of lead, I believe Memphis is kind of leading the, the way in that effort. So being being coming into this new era, that's what Part we want to make momentum. sure we focus on. Definitely. Momentum, great word. That's yes. what we want to really just push and, and, and um, enhance. I love that. And you just kind of led into something I wanted to ask you next so flawlessly. Um, I was reading in the Memphis Flyer and they took a quote and it said, you know, with the name change, control of the shell passes to a new local nonprofit that will be named the Overton Park Shell. Mm -hmm. Um, But it said that the restructuring will, you know, allow the organization more freedom to launch that outreach strategy and get more into those underserved neighborhoods and zip codes in Memphis and Shelby County. So talk to us a little bit more about the actionable steps that will be being taken to get us there. Certainly. Now I'm about to get really excited. Oh, yes. Now I'm about to get I really love excited. it. So, so we have um, what's called the mobile shell, shell on wheels. Oh, sh- oh, shell. oh, hey, oh, hey, oh, shell on wheels. Here for the puns this I morning, know. y'all. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, so shell on wheels is a mobile shell that's going to be able to take the experience of the Overton Park mm-hmm. shell throughout the city. So, growing up, um, and and. Memphis, don't get mad at me for this. I keep on saying South Memphis, but I was I was born and raised in Whitehaven. Yeah. So <laughs> um, we'll be able to take the experience of the shell and carry that experience to zip codes that 
um, we don't commonly see coming to the shell. Because okay. let's be honest, you know, in Memphis, we have a transportation. Yep. You, know, you know, yeah, we have an opportunity. We have an opportunity. Exact. Yep. See, I love it. Opportunity. We have, <laughs> we have a, an opportunity tra- for transportation. transportation opportunity. <laughs> so, in the midst of us creating these, um, these these ways in which we can mitigate that opportunity mm-hmm. that we have, we've allowed, we've, we've created the shell on wheels that will carry this music experience um, and the education piece as well to mm-hmm. communities and zip codes that we, that don't have direct access to the shell. I love it. So um, we're going to see it pop up everywhere. I, I really want to see the shell everywhere in the city because Absolutely. I was born in 38116. Um, I passed in 38104. Um, of course, every other zip code that I've gone to, we, we want to carry this everywhere, especially those zip codes that, that really don't have access or the experience. So I'm very excited about that. Um, our team has worked tremendously and, and intentionally. And when I say team, I'm including the, the board and the staff have worked tirelessly to make sure we can get this thing going. So mm-hmm. I'm so excited about sharing I love this. I'm thrilled. It adds to that accessibility, like you were talking about, how that's been a key component of the shell since its beginning. Yes. And that now you're, like, for people who can't come to you, you're, you're going to them. Yep. I love it. I think it opens up a whole big broader sense of questioning for people mm-hmm. because people hear accessibility and they're like, well, the shows are free, mostly. Like, yeah. that anyone can come it's like no that is the problem like not anyone can come not anyone can get there and I think what we saw as a rise of innovation with the pandemic like we saw our friends at Opera Memphis rent a tractor trailer essentially or a trailer to go into neighborhoods and try to perform and you guys are now taking a whole mobile stage production into neighborhoods to get those shows to those people and I think people forget how much accessibility to the arts at any age, oh but especially goodness. at the younger age, can be so informative to your experience. Yes, I, I was I was just having this conversation with uh, with my wife this morning. Um, Good timing. We have a three year old, and um, of course, at the church, every time she comes into the church, no matter if there's people in there or not, mm-hmm. she's going. She's making the V lines of the drums. The mic. Oh, oh, the drums. The drums. Hey, I, I was ready for you to say the mic. She I, was getting on the so. mic. So she goes straight for the drums, and I'm like. You know, when I was growing up, my dad would tell me to stay off the instruments. Yeah, yeah, I got in trouble too. Don't <laughs> yeah, worry. yeah, yeah. But, but she, I let her just go to town. Express I let herself. Her have yeah. As much fun as she because, and she knows how to like. She knows what to do with everything, and I'm oh, just amazed. Wow. But I, but it's that access that you were talking about, mm-hmm. that being able to you know see and you know understand that these are opportunities that you can take advantage of yeah. and, and it's fun and it's available and it's to available it, yeah. to you yeah but I, but I thought about it on that question I was like and I saw my wife this morning I was like well you know if we didn't have um, drums at the church mm-hmm. she never would be exposed to drums no. probably mm-hmm. you know other than when she sees it on Sesame Street or right. wherever else we go but, but to have a, a drum set available to her that she can go to and that's that's transformative yeah. I mean she may grow Definitely. up to be who knows? Who knows? Travel. This, she may so she could actually make a living off of this. So yeah, it's it's that access to not only just the music but the education piece mm-hmm. as well. So what I would like, what I what I hope, one of my hopes is, and I'm sorry if I'm just going too far. No, you're doing no. great. Um, I would hope that with the access to the shell and to the music, that there's also opportunity for the uh, musicians in that area to then engage young people Mm -hmm. to where they can actually understand that there are careers that they can be involved in and then have that connection point and connection piece for them to be engaged in music and the arts through the stage. I mean, I I see the shell as like a door. It is. Absolutely. And there, I feel like we are on the cusp of like a whole new music and like arts revolution in our city. I mean, I feel like we so often look back and that's wonderful. We have a tremendous heritage of soul and rock Mm -hmm. and roll, but we are really where it's at for for modern day music as well. And so that is what really does make me excited about, like you said, the access to the arts and the education Mm -hmm. piece for it to know that it's not just a extracurricular, that it's not just a hobby that you can have, that it can actually be a career and that there are inroads to do that. And Memphians are knocking it out of the park. Oh yeah. Like that. And even just from not just music, but from a performing arts, the arts as well. Absolutely, yeah. Performing arts venue, not just limited to music. Yes. Um, Shameless plug, you can rent the shell for anything that you like. Oh, hey oh, good (laughs) to know. I'm just going to do a spoken word concert just for me. We've had had, um, weddings there. We've had TEDx, as you all uh, know. Um, 
we have the um, the health care series. We have yeah, yoga and yeah. Zumba. Yep. Like it, it's it's for this it's the city's performing arts venue yeah. for the city's use. So um, w- just walking downtown, you can just see how the arts have transformed Memphis now. Just not just music, but I mean, we have so many talented artists here in visual the artists are oh knocking it out of the park it is amazing um so i love it i love yeah. it i do too i think you're everything you're saying gets me really amped in like a way i'm trying to control my excitement on the mic <laughs> but you know before opportunity comes this possibility yeah. of knowing something that can be a reality yeah. you spoke really greatly to that with your daughter's example mm-hmm. and so you are setting an example yourself by going out and showing her that other opportunities exist to serve your city part of that is the board service that yeah. you are taking part of right now with the, the shell and here at new memphis we believe wholeheartedly in serving on nonprofit boards not only because we're a nonprofit and we know how important <laughs> yeah. you guys absolutely are but it is it does add value to you as well and to your passions and it kind of uplifts your interests so if you're someone out there yeah. you know like oh i really want to get involved with this organization think about board service definitely and since you're here and such an impassioned like involved member I really wanted to ask you some questions for those who are listening who may sure. not really know what it means so what does it mean to be a board member so, so I have to kind of carry you back um, I love it take question. me back yeah, so, so uh, when I when I joined the board um, I had an idea of what board mm-hmm. service looked I feel like, like so from, many people do yeah, have, from, have that traditional like I said like yeah. air quotes of what board service looks right, like right right I'm gonna sit behind you know sit at this <laughs> table get a gavel I'm gonna get <laughs> You know these notes from how the, the the organization is doing. I'm gonna make my assessments. We're gonna talk about it for a little while, and then I'm hey, go, go on my way. Yeah, <laughs> then I've done I've done my 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 Your due my, diligence. My due for diligence. The day. Yeah. Um, I, I have taken care of my fiduciary responsibilities. <laughs> I, I'm, Good I'm, use of I'm, the word I'm, fiduciary. fiduciary. <laughs> I know it's, it's been a second <laughs> for me with that. I'm great, but from the onset of my involvement now that, that's how some people perceive boards yep. that's how other boards that i've uh, had the connection to mm-hmm. have been have been done however from the very onset of becoming a member of the uh, board of directors for the for the overton park shell um, i was blessed to have board members that set the standard wow. i mean from the they it was an involved board and engaged board from the beginning um and i say that and I don't want to call. We have a number of board members, so I don't want to call names. But I got to call. <laughs> I got to call two names specifically. So um, Scott Crosby was the uh, president of the board when I joined, and I mean, just to see him from a pres- president's mm-hmm. perspective, how engaged and involved he was, not just with the day-to-day, you know, making sure everything was running, but being present. Mm-hmm. And um, his presence was not just heard, but it was felt because he set the standard for being at everything, being involved, making sure he was connected not only to the board, but to the music, mm-hmm. um, and also a Blanchard tool who's uh, been on the board for a number of years. He he is so involved and so passionate about it that it just really set the standard. And, and this is, I can name anybody on the board right. and go through the process, but they were just so passionate. So they set the standard for me. So from that standpoint, from that, from that point rather, I've seen board service is more than just being a member and checking boxes and looking at paper, but it's being involved in what's going on with the program. It's mm-hmm. connecting other networks that are in the city to whatever the board that you're serving on is. It's thinking constantly and creatively around how you can enhance the board, the uh, organization that you're connected to. It's um, keeping it in conversation as you as you go out with other people to put it in the forefront Ooh, of their I mind. Like that. It is so many ways to be involved and engaged in a board. Um, and, and I take my board service seriously mm-hmm. because, I, I again, especially if it's a board that's, that's in Memphis, I'm uh, involved in other boards that, that are national. But um, if it's Memphis, I'm, right. I'm like, okay, do you know about the Overton Park Shell? No, you know. Well, let me tell you. Yeah. Uh, have you been? Let me. So it's just keeping that conversation and that organization alive beyond just ensuring that it's it's um, supported well from a foundational standpoint and a financial standpoint as well. Absolutely. So um, I, I see board service as so much more than just uh, a position. It's, it's something you just something. show up for, check it off yeah. your check mark. Like, oh, I'm, I was on a board, served. Um, yeah, it yeah. is more than that. It's definitely more so. So, so board service is, is truly a service, but an organization that you're, you love or you mm-hmm. enjoy or, you know, that's vibrant and has a great staff, how can you not 
exactly. want to be involved as best you can. I mean, even if it's just checking in with them periodically, um, monthly, hey, how's the stay up going? What are we doing now? What can I help you with? What can we be involved in? Um, do I have any connections or networks that I can introduce? It's always YouTube? the connections. Yeah, like always. that like you said, you got the connection to the shell board because of yep. someone you knew. And yeah. like we very much here believe that we transform Memphis through the power of connection. That's Nemosis yes. tagline. And so when I hear people say things like that, I'm like, there it is. Like that yeah. one little connection has changed the trajectory of your life in a way and like led Certainly. you, you know, into a different path. And that's amazing to me. It is. It is. That, that's the power, as you said, of connection and conversation. Mm-hmm. I feel like you're the perfect person to answer this next, like, stigma, if you will, uh, or stereotype <laughs> about board service. But <laughs> you do wear so many hats, and you have so many responsibilities. You're a family man. Mm-hmm. You are a pastor. You are a you have a day job that yeah. it takes up a lot of brain power and time also. So yeah. what would you say to people who say they don't have time? to be a board member or to serve on a board for something here in Memphis? I'm a firm believer that you find time for what you love and what's important to you. There you go. Um, Retweet. I, I, I'm a firm believer in that. My my family comes first. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I make every effort to keep my family involved and engaged. Uh, it's a great thing that the shell is also a family venue so they yes. can be involved and they, they love my wife my kids love coming to the shell so that's helpful um but I, I think balance is important and again um i have a day job but my day job is also my passion financial yeah. literacy and financial resources for memphis it's also my passion i love mm-hmm. it so I, i'm actually doing i'm working constantly and if you think about it um if you're passionate about anything you're going to be working at that mm-hmm. constantly anyway. So so board service, if your board aligns with, or the, the organization aligns with your views, with your passions, with what, you're in, what, you, what you enjoy, it, it's not difficult to find time for it because you're probably going to be doing it anyway. It's just an overflow of yeah, like what you'd already be, yeah. Like if you're, if you're going to be on a board that's, um, if you love Memphis and you're going to be on a board that like, such as New Memphis, mm-hmm. I mean, you're going to find those opportunities. And most of the time, you're already involved in those opportunities to serve. Um, now, you're of course, there are Leveling up It's just viewing um, it from a different perspective. So um, I think it's, it's, it's all in making sure that you're passionate about it. Because when, as we are passionate about it, then it's not so much service in a negative context, or you know, I, I have to do this. I'm I'm serving, but an opportunity. Yeah, um, it's service exclamation mark. Yeah, exclamation mark, <laughs> exclamation mark, <laughs> smiley face. Yes. Yeah. Um. So I I think that it finding time for it uh, can be difficult because you can, mm-hmm. we can be engaged in so many things, but it's enjoyable. Yeah. It's enjoyable. So, time well spent. Yeah, yeah, time well spent. So I I, I juggle. And I balance these hats um, as best I can. But again, I'm, I'm, they all work together. Mm-hmm. All community involvement. So it allows me. That allows me to still be engaged in all, all of them at the same time. At some points. I think it really adds service to the old adage of you know if you love what you do, you never work a day in your life. Exactly. While I do believe. Even doing what you love is still work sometimes, but it's work that you thrive off of. It's work that fuels you instead of drains you. It's fulfilling. Yes. It reminds me a lot. Working for nonprofits isn't easy. And if you want to get a glimpse into what that's like, try board service because you will start to see like what the people running your nonprofits in your city are doing to make things possible for these organizations you know and love. And we we can't do it without our board. Like we need engaged boards like Mm -hmm. you on the show, like our dear board here at New Memphis because there are so many hats and things to be done, but we all believe in these causes. So it like just adds fuel to our fire a little. Yeah, certainly. And, and don't get me wrong. Some people will serve on a board and all they'll really have time to do mm-hmm. is just the board meetings. And they take that time extremely to seriously. Activate, yeah. But we have to have people like that on Absolutely. boards because those people are going to make sure they're checking, double checking. They're considering all these things. Mm-hmm. So, that, I mean, so any level of service is going to be where we see. So I, I don't want to discount someone that just comes Not to me because that, it's needed. Yep. <laughs> Trust me. Whatever your time and talents are, oh, yes. everyone bring it. Bring it yes. to the table. Bring it. Bring it. Even if it's just making sure that their wording is correct on the document, that can get you out of a lot of <laughs> trouble. So, <laughs> so everything, everyone Still has a place. Check is great. Have yes. someone there for that. I mean, you, oh. Trust me. 
I I've have... seen contracts that you would not believe. <laughs> oh, I, so, I believe you. I Sadly, I'm like, yes, that tracks. Just because people are so busy and you yep. just like type one wrong thing and you're like, oh, nope, not submit. Bring it back. Bring yep. it back. Yeah. Um, well, we're going to shift gears just a little bit because okay. I want to, we've gotten, you know, had some good conversation, but I want to know something fun. You work now on the board of like directors. Um, mm-hmm. What is your favorite memory of the show, either from now or from when you were younger and you just remember? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I've, I've I've been asked this question a couple of times. Oh and, man! Uh, no, 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 but I love answering. It. I'm I glad you. I'm glad. You, you, you just kind of <laughs> you, you spark something every time I think about it. I get. Um, Your I got, eyes I, I oh, Yeah, I was about to say, I know I you can't place, you so. can't see him, dear listener, but he his, his <laughs> demeanor changed. He's excited. This yeah. is going to be a good one. So every time, uh, so so when my, my favorite, favorite, favorite shell moment is, and I, I for the life of me, I've been trying to figure out and remember who it was that was playing at the shell when this happened. But mm-hmm. um, the first time we carried my daughter uh, to the shell, my son was born uh, during the pandemic, so he hasn't had a great a lot of yeah. experience with the shell just yet. But um, the first time we carried my my daughter to the shell and just seeing her experience everything and smiling and just dancing and loving the music, <laughs> and I could you know it was a, an evening concert, so my wife was there holding holding her and the lights in the background and the oh. music playing, and we got the chance to take pictures with uh, different board members and Natalie. And um, it was just, it's something I'll never forget. Yeah. I have i have the image captured in my mind. I have the, the feelings that I can still feel even when I talk about it. And I also have uh, the picture on my phone. It's also the back, background of my um, my, 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 my MacBook um, when I pull it up. Cause I, I just, and, it, and it's that experience that the shell creates for families, mm-hmm. for people, that it really doesn't matter if you know who's playing or not. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if you know who's going or not. It doesn't matter what the music is. Just coming and being able to engage and just enjoy your family and others uh, for one common ground and a common cause. It just that experience just embodies uh, the shell and Memphis for me. So I, that's my favorite experience. I mean, literally, I can see this now as yeah. I'm t- telling oh. you. You painted the picture so beautifully. Yeah, so I just. It is it, that has been my best experience. Now it, it may be rivaled when we get. I was about both to say together. when he get, your son gets his chance. It may be rivaled. <laughs> It'll just be um, magnified that joy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll have to get another picture and everything too. So, um, yeah, I just, I just that, that's that's the best. Um, I love my that. best my best memory of the shell. Um, well, it's war. just like this family you created at this place yeah. that means a lot to you. Like, oh yeah, it's. It's, I was going to say fascinating, but that makes it sound like you're a study. Um, <laughs> but, like, it is this fascinating nuance to me of, like, bringing people and places together yeah. and making magic happen. Yeah. That is what the shell does yeah. um, at its core is just makes these things beautiful, happen, and try to make them accessible. Um, right. so, That's the good stuff. It is. Yeah. I love that so much. Well, <laughs> we could keep you here so much longer to talk <laughs> about all of these things but we have so enjoyed our time together this morning and we thank you so Likewise, much I've for coming thank and y'all for having me talking about the overton park shell and board service and all of that it means to you and i wish you a blessed linton season as we thank approach you. easter <laughs> oh yeah too so yes oh, yeah. i hope you have um, a wonderful tuesday Thank you. You too. Thank you all for having me. I enjoyed this time with you. Great conversation. Hope you all continue to do great things in the city. Absolutely. We'll we'll keep each other informed on the great things we're all leading at this point. All right. Have a great day. Thanks, you too. Bye. What an episode, Anna Thompson. I love it. I'm. I mean, I love to see it. I really do. I. I'm. My biggest thing is seeing how other people celebrate our Mm -hmm. city because it is so worthy of being celebrated. And I love that the people today are doing it outside of their day jobs, which is a big deal. So it is very easy to be excited and passionate and like geared up and energized for your Tuesday. And you know what? On your lunch break today, I challenge each and every one of you to look up an organization that you are obsessed with and love and see if they, I mean, they might have a board. I'm going to be 99% yep. sure that they do. And Even can, if it's just two people, there's a board. You can reach <laughs> out to them and tell them that you're interested in board service. And you know what? If you can't figure out how, mm-hmm. shoot me an email yep. at info at newmemphis.org. And we would love to connect you to a lot of our friends and partners that are always looking for energized mm-hmm. board members. Guys, she is not lying. That's how I got on my first board is I found a board that I was interested in. They were 
had open positions available and I emailed and I was like, hey, I have all of these skills. Where do I fit? And they emailed you back, got on the board and it's been really fun. It's a really fulfilling experience and you don't know if you don't like it if you don't try it. So I think it's very something that every Memphian should, you know, try, lend your talents elsewhere to help our nonprofits and organizations thrive. Um, I would also be remiss if I didn't thank each and every one of our new Memphis board members. That includes our board of trustees and our board of governors. Mm -hmm. They do such incredible work for us and we would not be the organization that we are without each and every one of them. So thank you so much for taking your time and talents and pouring them into us here at New Memphis because we greatly appreciate it. Absolutely. And so we're about to roll into end of show announcements guys because look I'm running on fumes I was so energized I was so happy for our guests today um, because they just left me feeling really amped but y'all I got a new puppy this past weekend on Saturday I am dying I have, she's, yeah she's, like, a, she's, still, she's on the struggle bus today it, it is so cute it is the cutest little nugget it looks like a little chicken nugget but it does not sleep as of now because you know he's only been at my new home for three days and so he's he's getting better with each and every day but he also needs a name so stay tuned to our social maybe we'll post a poll about what christy can name her new puppy because i'm struggling in oh, more ways than one apparently like this it. morning and we have a busy day ahead so yes. th- yeah so, so take, take a shot of espresso so, because because so. we got a we got a long <laughs> that's day. what i'm about to say at hit the hit the end of show announcement Who, here we what's go coming up? so today today in a in a mere few hours we are having our celebrate what's right luncheon what the tech um it will be at the hilton memphis um and we are going to talk about what it means for Memphis to become a smart city, why it's even important, and what the future of our city's digital footprint will become. Mm-hmm. Um, even if you are an expert in this field and you know what broadband infrastructure and fiber and all of those wonderful things are, I promise you that you will leave this luncheon with new insights. And then if you don't know what the tech I'm talking about, mm-hmm. this luncheon is also for you because you probably know that you should know something about this yes. and you don't. So let, this is a safe space for you to come. Yes, come. No judgment. Just enjoy a lunch on us. And then, you know, there you go. Have a wonderful panel discussion and leave being able to network better about this topic. Agree. Thank you so much to Blue Cross Blue Shield of Tennessee and First Horizon for making this event possible for us. And as always, get your tickets to that. Also, if you're not following us at this point, I are you just not listening to me, guys? Follow us at the New Memphis on all social channels. You can also find out all the information about recruiting, events, anything New Memphis. It's available at newmemphis.org on our website. And after that, We'll see you next time. And also hit the give back button because we need donations to make this thing thrive. You heard it today. Absolutely. No donation too big. None is too small. Okay, bye. Bye. This week's episode was made possible by our